Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. My name is Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen and let's get right into the news. So the very first thing that happened today, uh, well not today, the very the very first thing I want to talk about today, sorry, is that um, it's to do with Cyborg and in particular the fact that Ray Fisher did an interview with um, a, a YouTube site called, or a YouTube page, channel uh, called Geek House Show and during that interview he actually revealed probably a bit more than he would have wanted to. Um, he was asked about uh, he was asked about how much of how many scenes or how much <laughs> how to put this how much of this of the uh, stuff that he filmed with Zack Snyder ended up in the final cut of the movie and he actually revealed that almost all of his scenes were reshot and he also revealed that the only scene that he um, that he filmed with Zack Snyder that ended up in the final cut of the movie was that scene on the rooftop. So the rooftop scene with um, with Commissioner Gordon, with Batman, with I believe Wonder Woman and, and the Flash. I think they're all in that scene. And that was one of the very first scenes that we kind of heard about because that was the scene that uh, um, a lot of the members of the press uh, were invited to during a that was during a I think it was a set visit. So lots of people saw them uh, make that scene, uh, shoot that scene, and a lot of people came out with really good, positive reviews about what's happening on set. So it sounded like Zack Snyder's set was a pretty good set to be on. If you're gonna listen, if you listen to what uh, Ray Fisher's had to say, he's had a lot to say about Joss Whedon and, in particular, um, how he ran his set and how it wasn't a good experience for him. And he's he's also gone on to talk about. Um, racism within the the higher ranks at uh, at Warner Brothers this is again allegedly he's he's alleging that this is happening and then there was a Forbes article and uh, this Forbes article went viral and uh, people kind of it went a bit it went a bit weird because uh, people uh, the Forbes article then they uh, got rid of a quote and then the writer that wrote the article is now classed as a former uh, a former Forbes writer so it's you know, it's it's getting a bit, um, not out of hand, but it's getting a bit tricky, I think, is probably the best the best way to put it. It's, it's getting a bit difficult, I believe, for people. Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult situation to be in. Let, let's, let's just say that. So again, according according to, to him, this is what he said during the interview. He said, it's hard to tell with certain shoots of, um, of other people for scenes that I wasn't there for. But what I can tell you is that for my character and from what you saw in the theatrical version, that every single scene, with exception of the Gotham City police rooftop scene with Commissioner Gordon and Batman and The Flash, every single scene that I was in was reshot. I was um, uh, I reshot almost the entire film on my end. That's 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 a big a big claim to make because, well, not just a big claim to make, but it's kind of it's showing that this this film that we saw is there's barely any of Snyder's what he what he shot in that movie. It's 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 just one of those things. It's like that they they started filming a filming something and then it ended up being something completely different. That. That's why we've got Zack Snyder's Justice League coming. That's why people are so excited is because we've got this movie coming. But what do you guys think about this? Let me know in the comments below. And I'm going to move on now to an exclusive article we've got on the site right now, which is to do with Zack Snyder's Justice League. And in particular, it's to do with uh, how much of, um, of Justice League, uh, how, much of, uh, how much have we already seen let's say, of this uh, this Justice League movie that's coming. And according to our sources, it's going to be mostly never-before-seen footage. So um, 
the uh, the the article's up here now, and um, it, the my source told me that Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be a very different beast to what we saw in cinemas. It's going to feature mostly never before seen footage. It's looking pretty amazing already. So this this for me is like re- really exciting because it basically means we're going to see four hours of something that we haven't really seen before. This is completely new. We've probably seen uh, elements of it in the um, in the the very first trailers that were released. We will see some of those scenes, of course. But I, I later kind of pressed the the source about well, how much how much of it is is never before seen, and they said that it's probably seven is um, estimated between seventy and eighty percent, which is quite it's it's a brand new thing. Um, we knew that already, but not not really, not to this extent. So we ran with it, and it was something that I was really, really looking forward to to writing because it's again, I'm incredibly excited to see this movie. This movie is something that I've been waiting for, dying for uh, to see for years now, and uh, it's just it's one of the one of those things I think people you just, people have been waiting for it now for so long that it's just something that we're gonna we. The fact that it's coming is incredible. This is again, it's like uh, fans coming together and really building something and and making a noise, making a lot of noise, which is uh, probably what not really what movie studios want to hear, and it's something they don't really want to happen. But it's happening. It's going to be complete. A lot of it's going to be completely brand new stuff. We know that they're shooting additional photography right now. We know that the likes of Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, um, Ray Fisher, you know, uh, Jared Leto playing the Joker. We know that they're coming back as well. And uh, this is something that I think a lot of people are very excited to see. I am one of them. And I cannot, cannot wait to see more of this. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to Mahershala Ali. Uh, He revealed that um, Marvel was actually developing a Blade series before he was cast. So Mahershala Ali was on a a podcast episode recently. Uh, The podcast is called The Tightrope. And he was just talking about his career in general. But during that they, during that interview, they got onto the subject of him playing Blade. And um, let me just get the quote up here for you. So it's, again, he's, um, the fact that he's playing Blade is just absolutely insane. It's so good. It's sensational casting. And of course, it was revealed that he, he actually went up to Kevin Feige and said, I want to play this character. Which, you know, thinking about it now, just makes perfect, perfect sense. But anyway, here's what he said. So he said, so in doing that show, Luke Cage, the, the day it premiered, I turned to my agents and said, what are they doing with Blade? Because I keep I kept hearing that they are trying to find a way to remake it and put it back together. And I, it was it was exciting for me to get back in that Marvel space in TV. But for me, my goal had always been film. Um, so yeah, that he went during the interview. He actually went on to to specify that it that it was a TV show, but it the and that like now he really wanted it to be a movie, a movie, and the fact I mean uh, the an idea the idea of having a a, a Blade TV show to me is actually quite quite interesting. It's um, it's something that I think I would really like to see, but then again, I'm I'm just dying, really really dying to see this uh, this upcoming. Um, <laughs> This upcoming Blade movie, but uh, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think of the casting of Mahershala Ali as as Blade? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on, and uh, we're going to move on to um, John Boyega. That John Boyega actually revealed that he had a meeting with Disney um, after he criticised the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. So this was this is again this is really big news. Uh, this was back in September, I believe, when it was published in GQ. That um, yeah, he he had a lot to say about. 
about the uh, about how uh, actors of and characters of color were were uh, treated in the Star Wars franchise, and he was not happy, and that's perfectly perfectly understandable. So the actual original quote was um, then this was in GQ. He said, "You get yourself involved in projects, and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is, do not bring." out a black character market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are and then have them pushed to the side it's not good i'll say it straight up so that was the quote that he said he was upset of course he's upset i mean that that's what they did finn to begin with was actually one of the main characters he kind of was at the end as well but there's there's a lot of reason for him to be annoyed not just for his character but also the way they treated uh, um the, the way they treated a lot of the other characters of color in like Asian or from Asian or black backgrounds in the Star Wars franchise is it was not good. And uh, then he did a, a recent uh, Hollywood uh, art, uh, interview with the Hollywood Reporter, and in that he said it was a very honest, a very transparent conversation. There was a lot of explaining on their end in terms of the way they saw things. They gave me a chance also to explain what my experience was like. I'd hoped that me being so open with my career at this stage would help the next man, the guy that wants to be the assistant DOP, the guy that wants to be a producer. I hope that the conversation is not such a taboo or elephant in the room now uh, because someone just came and said it. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that Disney actually decided to sit down with him. I mean, they didn't really have another choice, to be honest, because it was pretty big news at the time. But, yeah, they decided to to, to kind of um, to tackle the, the situation head on. And But it seems to me, like, reading into his quote, it seems to me like they were doing a lot of talking a lot of the talking and kind of trying to uh, explain things on their end, which you know again it isn't isn't the best isn't the best look. But um, no, it's it's nice to see, well, it's first off, it's good that he spoke out about this because it's important, and uh, hopefully something will be done about this sort of thing in the future because Finn's character was butchered um, really towards the end was kind of a, a side a side character that didn't really matter much in the, in the, as far as the plot's concerned. Uh, and that was a shame. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Let me know in the comments below. Right, yesterday uh, I spoke at length about, um, well, not really at length, but I spoke a, a bit about uh, the, um, the the Johnny Depp libel case that he actually lost in the end. And um, there's been a massive reaction online. I just want to go over this very, very briefly. So people are demanding justice for Johnny Depp after his loss. And of course, he's got a lot of fans on on, on Twitter. Uh, again, this this is a case that's really complicated to talk about. I, I have to admit, I was quite shocked by the, the verdict personally. But that's that again, that's a personal opinion. Um, the, this is probably going to keep on rolling on and on and on. But justice for johnny was was all over twitter today and um and it just goes to show that people aren't going to be happy until um until, until things turn in his favor no matter what the 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 evidence really is but then again i mean we're not privy really privy to what's happening in court really like we we get snippets and stuff like that but we don't hear the whole we don't hear everything so we have to be very careful with this. I mean, hopefully, uh, justice will be served um, on the right on the right side. Hopefully, the truth will come out at some point. But now, I just wanted to talk about that. Let me know what you guys think about this whole case in the comments below. Right. So it's time to move on to um, the Green Lantern series. So this is um, this is coming to HBO Max, 
And it's been revealed that um, it might actually have a black female lantern and it's, as its lead character. So this story came from the direct. It's their exclusive. And um, it's actually, they, they've got a lot of stuff at the moment uh, about, about this particular series. I'll go into some of the other things they were they were talking about in a bit, but no one of the one of the things they were talking about was that this this new character she's apparently a new character uh, that that's been created, and um, she's going to be uh, one of the main characters along with Guy Gardner, Alan Scott, uh, Jessica Cruz, and Simon Baz. So a lot of main characters in this show. Um, according to them, she's going to be called Bree Jata. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But uh, then also not sure whether this is just a code name or the actual character's name. That's not that's not clear to them. But according to their report, she'll be half human and half alien. She'll have a human father and an alien mother and has grown up in, in an advanced alien society on another planet. She's been also described as extremely committed to the Green Lantern core cause and very hardworking. So she's also going to be, according to um, the report, she's going to be kind of pitted next to Guy Gardner, who's a... Uh, very very different sort of character to her and uh, they will not get on but this um they also went on to say that it's not it won't be based on again i cannot pronounce this character's name i'm really sorry about this but um sojournia malane oh i probably butchered that i'm sorry about that but it won't be it won't be that character from the from the black um the green lantern comic books Again, I'm not very familiar with the comic books. I'm going to be honest. Green Lantern's not one of the comic books, one of the characters I know all that much about. But I am excited to see an HBO Max series. And moving on to the next story involving um, the Green Lantern is there that from the same source, well, not same source, but from the same outlet that the direct. They also reported that the series could be set in multiple time periods. They actually said it could be set um, between the 1940s and 1980s. And they're, they're, that that's, to me sounds quite interesting, but it's always quite difficult. It is quite difficult to make a show that's kind of split between different timelines, and well, time periods in particular. Uh, some shows have done it, not all successfully. It does require a lot of, well, very good writing. Uh, but it looks like, the, I mean, HBO, the, this series has some incredible writers uh, working on it. And um, it's got a, I mean, it's, um, it's being produced by Mark Guggenheim, who's the... Um, he was very much involved in the Arrowverse, and uh, so it's got some good people behind it. I'm just trying to see who the the writers are for this show, but um, my computer again is not working that well. But uh, yeah, if, uh, between the 1940s and 1980s, and also the a modern day setting, so it's three different time periods according to them. Which I mean, t to me, sounds pretty interesting. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on to Gotham and Donald Logue from, well, not Gotham, sorry, <laughs> Resident Evil. And there's a Resident Evil reboot coming. And uh, according to, this was reported by Deadline, uh, Gotham's Donald Logue is going to be playing Chief um, uh, Chief Irons, sorry, from the video games. So I'm a big, big uh, fan of the Resident Evil video games. Not so much the movie, the movies, the Paul um, W.S. Anderson, Paul, where's Anderson? One of the Andersons, I get, I get them mixed up all the time, but um, yeah, not, not, not the, not the good one. Well, Event Horizon was a good movie, but um, it's, it's something very different. It's uh, apparently it's going to be much more faith, uh, faithful to the, um, to the video games, which is good. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, but um, yeah, he's 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 been cast in it, and and this. Um, 
This series is looking very, very interesting. Uh, it's not series, this movie. It will be a reboot, a complete reboot. It will be set in Raccoon City. Um, the characters are all from the video games. There's no Alice that's kind of invented for the um, uh, for, for the movie franchise. But uh, the, it's already got some interesting actors in it as well. Uh, Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper from um, the Umbrella Academy, uh, Avon Georgia, uh, Neil uh, Neil McDonough, who's a brilliant actor. So it's got it's got some really good. It's, I'm pretty excited about this. Um, Hannah John Cameron from uh, she's of course from Ant Man and the Wasp. She was brilliant in that. Uh, she was um, she was in a series recently. I'm blanking on the name, but she's a she's a phenomenal actor, and I'm really excited to see what they do with this. Uh, what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. In other kind of horror movie, uh, movie well, m series news, let's say, uh, Clive Barker has joined uh, HBO's Hellraiser series as an executive producer. So Clive Barker is a bit of a hero of mine. He's a novelist and kind of, uh, he's a playwright as well, but he made uh, he made quite a big bang with the um, with the Hellraiser movies, which is based on his on his novel, and uh, he, he directed the first Hellraiser movie. I don't think he directed any of the others. But really, the first Hellraiser movie is the only one you should watch. It's fantastic. But they're, they're making, HBO making a new series. And, um, and this, again, this comes from Deadline. And he also, it came with a statement from, uh, from Clive Barker himself. And he said, delighted, delighted the Hellraiser mythology is seeing a new life. It's time the stories went back to their roots. I'm eager to bring a new audience... Um, a new audience, the most powerful and ancient element of horror, the darkest evil invading our human lives and how we must find um, find in ourselves the power to resist it. Sorry, I, I rather butchered that quote. But um, it's, th this is, sorry, this is the one with some really great writers behind that was mixing them up. But um, it's got uh, Mark Doherty, uh, I think, or Doherty, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who uh, he wrote X-Men... Uh, uh, Trick or Treat, uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. I believe he might have directed that, actually. Um, the writer of Battlestar Galactica, Daredevil and Heroes is also in there. Mark uh, Verheiden. So it's, you know, some some pretty good writers there. It's uh, David Gordon Green's going to be involved in it, who's a fantastic director. Um, it's it's a really, it's, it's a show that I'm really looking forward to. I'm not sure if I'll, I mean, it's, I find Hellraiser very, very creepy very creepy indeed i find it uh, quite difficult to watch at times but i'm very excited to see this but what do you guys think let me know in the comments below and final bit of news today is that um uh, isabella Furman, who was in the original or um orphan movie which was directed by oh, I'm forgetting now but it's it's a pretty scary movie it stars vera farmiga as well and they're making a prequel film called Orphan First Kill. And she's going to be playing um, Esther again. And this, this again comes from Deadline. And I am very excited for this. I think Orphan is one of the creepiest and, and most unnerving films I've seen in a long time. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they explore. Well, first, it's a, it's, it's a prequel. So we're going to know more about her backstory, which I think is quite cool. Um, Isabella Furman seems like she doesn't age, which again is, is is kind of adds the creepiness, and it's something that I am really really looking forward to. And it looks like we got a lot of good horror ahead of us, which is great great news because I do love horror. And with that, I will say goodbye. I am sorry if the stream was quite laggy today. I do believe it is my computer. I'm sorry about that, but um, hopefully I'll try and work that out and see and and fix it all. 
uh, later on. But um, thank you so much for watching. You can uh, follow us everywhere on social media. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Small Screen GB. If you like this sort of stuff, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us at Small Screen uh, somewhere. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can also, if you don't like watching this, uh, this laggy video, you can also uh, listen to the podcast at Small Screen Stories where it's a lot, it's smoother. I'll try and edit this a bit actually to, to not have all the bits where I was looking at the, the computer and trying to work out what was happening. But, um, you know, that's what happens when you try and do these sorts of things live. But thank you very much for watching, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Have a good evening or day or whatever. <laughs> Cheers, goodbye.